Hello and welcome to a football special of the Edgar Podcast. I'm Rob Chilton, editor of Edgar Magazine. And I'm Nathan Irvine, senior digital editor of EdgarDaily.com. Coming up today, the big matches that wrap up the season finale, the managerial merry-go-round and the hottest transfer talk this summer. So Nathan, let's kick off with uh, tonight's match. We are recording this on Monday and we've got Aston Villa versus Derby County. Winner takes all, goes into the Premier League, the promised land, money, money, money. <laughs> all, all of that. Yeah, it's the, the unofficial Chelsea Derby Yeah, with Frank Lampard at the helm of Derby County and John Terry, former teammate of Frank Lampard, who is the assistant head coach yes. at Aston Villa. Yeah. It's a big game, and I think early on in the season, you wouldn't have had Derby and Aston Villa being in this position, I don't think. Mm. It always looked nailed on that it was going to be Leeds United. And, yeah. But, you know, these two teams have really pulled it together towards the end of the season, and it's, as you said, it's the biggest single cash prize money game, I think, in world football. Yeah, I think that, that gets that fat gets quoted a lot yeah. 170 or 180 million pounds is the is the the amount that will yes. I don't really know where they get these numbers from <laughs> yeah i think uh, someone someone did an analysis on it earlier today i think it was the the twitter handle sports witness yeah and they were talking about the fact that it's the number that usually comes up is 150 million right but i think when they bring in like the tv rights the parachute payments if they get relegated right. again and various other things, it adds up to like 180 million, which is, you know, a big chunk of change for those teams coming up from the championship. That's going to buy a lot of new kit. It certainly will. The number, I looked at some numbers here. So Huddersfield, who just got relegated, they, they got paid 96 million pounds for, for getting, getting relegated. relegated. Yeah. Fulham got 101, Cardiff got 102. And then you contrast that with Man City, who won the Premier League, of course, they got 150 million pounds. So I guess if you look at Huddersfield, 96 plus endorsements and sponsorships that kind of thing yeah the parachute payments like you say so yeah maybe that maybe that number does creep up to 180 million quid it's hard to believe yeah i mean i should have done the research on this but i wonder how far it drops from championship to league one mm. because sunderland did that didn't they in consecutive yeah, yeah. seasons and i know we're recording the day after but they just missed out on promotion straight back yeah. up to the championship which heartbreaking it is heartbreaking, but it is going to make the second series of Sunderland Till I Die on Netflix <laughs> absolutely amazing because they started off at a canter. Did you see the on goal? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it looked like everything was going to work out for yeah. them. And then, well, it all fell apart. Yeah, that was, uh, that was a tragic moment when that goal popped in. Mm. I'm really torn with Villa and Derby because on the one hand, I want Villa back in the Premier League, huge club, Midlands club. I like that. And I think Dean Smith, the coach, is fantastic. You know, his man, his his father worked at the club, yeah. and, and Dean Smith used to sweep the terraces as a as a kid. So he is Aston Villa through and through. But mm. then you've got Derby County, also with a great history. Yeah, and I really want to see Frank Lampard in the Premier League. I think he'd be a an interesting, quite thoughtful presence to have. Yeah. in the league. Yeah, no, I think that's I think that's right. I interviewed Frank Lampard a while ago, oh, yeah? like ages and ages ago. Yeah, and he was talking about getting into management then. Right. Um, and he was basically saying to me that it was a it was a concern about getting into the actual management, uh, standing on the touchline, not being able to play, not being able to have that input yeah. into the game. But he seems to have taken to it like a duck to water. Yeah, yeah, he's good. And I guess having Mourinho as the as the guy that's sort of showing you the ropes, I think that's worked out really well for him. 
And Villa Villa lost the playoff final last year to Fulham, so mm. maybe that's that that is just shading me towards Villa. I think if they okay. I don't want them to lose two playoff finals in a row. That would be cruel. <laughs> that is heartbreaking. Derby Counties are the holders of the worst Premier League points record yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. When they had, I think was it Paul Jewell in charge yeah. at that point? And it was it was a disaster last time they was back in the Premier League. Yeah. So I think they I think I'm I'm gonna be rooting for, for Derby. I just want to see okay. what they can do. I feel like they've um, obviously they've got unfinished business back in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah. And also look out one last thing. Look out for Harry Wilson, the Derby uh, player. He's on loan from Liverpool, and he's really good. Scored a lot of goals. Very silky, mercurial sort of player. He's my he's my guy to watch tonight. Okay, I'll go with Jack Grealish then from Ooh. from Villa. Who's and we'll talk about this later. But I'm sure we will. He's he's being linked to a lot of different clubs at the moment. So um, yeah, I think Grealish could be the difference. Rob, you will have a vested interest in this next one. Yes, I'm an Arsenal fan. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right. And they Just will get be, out of the way right now. Yeah, and they will be taking on Chelsea in the Europa League final in Baku, Azerbaijan. Yeah, I, I, a lot has been said about the location of this final. You know, why why couldn't they have moved it at the last minute? But I think with UEFA, that's just never going to happen yeah. because it, it seems far too sensible. So, yeah, Arsenal-Chelsea, it's actually 12 kilometres between the Emirates Stadium and Stamford Bridge. You could walk yeah. it in two hours at a brisk pace. Okay. But yeah. instead, they're going to travel 4,000 kilometres to, right. uh, to Azerbaijan. To it, Apparently, I've heard Baku is really quite a cool town. I've yeah. heard the stadium is fantastic, but it just seems ludicrous that yeah. these two teams are doing this. Not so great for Henrik Mkhitaryan. I know there's a lot of people talking about, you know, should Arsenal boycott? Should Chelsea join them in the mm. boycott and show UEFA, like, who's got the power? But I think, I don't know, that there's too much money involved, I guess. And I think ultimately, both these teams, you know, they are, they are, they come from this winning mentality. They want to win the champion, the trophy. Yeah. So I think really, as sad as it sounds for Mkhitaryan, you yeah. know, politics is going to take a back seat to this match. One of the big things that I saw on, on Twitter doing the rounds the other day was that, Arsenal and Chelsea should play a behind the closed do- behind closed doors friendly, yeah, friendly in inverted commas, right. and then whatever the result of that, they send the under 18s to Baku, right, to play out that fixture with the same score. <laughs> that was that was their way of circumnavigating the problems. How bizarre, <laughs> yeah, which which would have been very very strange. But, but obviously, th- a huge game and all English final, so. Mm. I think maybe it's it's got more riding on it for Arsenal because of transfers. You know, they need to win this Europa League to get into the Champions League, yeah. which will enable them to buy a lot of players and get more money. So I, I think you know Chelsea obviously want to win it, but I think Arsenal need to win it. I think it could be Sarri's swan song as well. And also, yeah, I mean, and also could Hazard be going out the door? Yeah. You know, it's, if, if Sarri wins, will that keep him in the job? I'm not sure it will. I guess because there's Champions League football at the end of this as well, isn't there? So if yeah. someone, whoever wins, will automatically go into the Champions League. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of money that comes with that. Yeah. But it would be, I think it's going to be a really interesting game. Right, I, yeah. th- I think Arsenal will sneak it. Yeah, yeah. Right. I guess the Emery factor is, is pretty large. He's a Europa League expert. Exactly. Yeah, I think he's got he's got the edge over over Sarri in that department. Sarri hasn't won a trophy, right? Don't think so. No, no. no. So Emery's got that advantage, and yep. I think he knows what it takes to win those knockout competitions. Yeah, true. Especially in Europe, and all I'm hoping for, and we'll talk about this in the in the next section as well, is both teams actually come to win the game. Yeah. Not this drab 
we're going to be cautious and see yeah. what happens. Maybe nick a goal at the other end. But no, if both teams come to bring it, I think Arsenal will have too much for that Chelsea side. I hope you're right. So the last of the three big matches this week is Saturday night. It's Liverpool versus Tottenham in the Champions League final. Another all-English affair. It is. And one that I sort of predicted. Remember we did those yes, predictions that you time? you did, you did. And I said about Spurs. I didn't say about Liverpool... But that was just wishful thinking that they wouldn't make it. A lot of people have said they just feel like Spurs' name is on the cup this year. There's just the way they snuck through the group stages very fortuitously. Mm. Um, the Man City epic. Yeah. Uh, the, the Ajax comeback. You know, there's, there's just a lot of talk that it's just purely superstitious, but they just think that Spurs have got some little lucky charm around them this, this time. I think, yeah, like Liverpool have got that, obviously, the awesome factor of their strike force. Like, they just been blowing teams away mm. but they actually play as a team as well that's the that's the the big difference that they've had all season so that when they came back and beat Barcelona like you could see that the Barca team just melted in front yeah. of them and they they just really wanted it and if they if Liverpool bring that kind of intensity to the Champions League final Spurs are in trouble yeah I, I still think even without Harry Kane if he doesn't play, because we don't know yet, it's still on yeah, the fence. Yeah, Pochettino was hinting that he could, but who knows. But I still think Spurs have got enough to, to get through. I think they're that weird surprise package of, if if Kane doesn't play, then they don't have that usual sort of route to goal. Yeah. And I think that's what undid uh, Manchester City. They didn't realise that Lucas Moura was going <laughs> to yeah, yeah, do, yeah. do, do what he did, or, or Son. Um, so I, I think I think Spurs. I want Spurs to win it. I don't. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. As a Manchester United fan, I want Spurs to win it. Yeah. But I think Liverpool, if they play to their capabilities, they they'll probably have too much for Spurs. I think Liverpool will. I'm quite certain they'll win actually, because oh. I think after the last year experience losing in that final, so they've got they've got that experience. They've also got that to spur them on. Mm. And uh, I think losing the Premier League just so, just by a by a shade there, I think that will kick them on as well. Yeah. And yeah, I feel like Tottenham have they've had a, such a lucky run, you mm. know, through to this final that I I just wonder if their their luck will run out. One interesting part about it is that Spurs have had a lot longer to prepare for this final, haven't they? Yeah, I guess their, their Premier League campaigns yeah. have fizzled out, so they've probably been focused on this longer, yeah. Yeah, and I think when, in their last game, they didn't play all of their top players, yep. and Liverpool had to, obviously, because they were still going for right. the league at that point. Right. So, Jamie Carragher on Sky Sports News recently was complaining that they'd had this extra time, and like, you know, yeah. how's it going to affect them? No doubt he's playing his little mind games, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. trying to do his best to upset them, but... Maybe Spurs will be fresher, and that was something that we talked about before about Liverpool losing that Premier League in the way that they did. Has that taken the wind out of their sails? Is it going to yeah. spur them on to greater things? It's just we we just don't know. But the, the, the whole idea of rest, I think, is a bit of a myth that's been been debunked lately because mm. a lot of pundits think that you know ten days rest, warm weather training camp in Dubai that's yeah. fantastic and everyone comes back raring to go for the final yeah. the flip side everyone says no 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 that, that makes you stale you know yeah. you, you lose your rhythm mm. you want to keep going right up to the end and like keep playing these big intense matches so you're so you're at that high level of focus yeah. so really I think it's a, it's a toss of a coin on that I think yeah you're absolutely right and 
actually your team Arsenal after they came out here to Dubai yeah they went back and I think they went on a losing streak in about <laughs> three or four games so the warm weather training did not do them any good whatsoever. too many dramas, yeah <laughs> exactly but I think it's going to be great um I think it's going to hope well I hope it's going to have that fast-paced Premier League harem scarem type stuff I hope I hope they they're not just two tired teams after yeah. a tough English season I hope they can just produce you know 90 more minutes of, of real fast football Summertime, of course, usually means transfer talk with players. But for the first time in a long time, I feel like this summertime is going to be more about the managers transferring. There's going to be that kind of domino effect happening. You know, he leaves there. He leaves there. And I think there's going to be a bit of that this summer. So I'm very intrigued by this. I think there's going to be a lot of that. I mean, with Allegri already, he's handed his notice in. Yeah, he, yeah. he leaves Juventus at the end of the season. They had a terrible run towards the towards their last game they did I think they won one out of their last nine games yeah. I think it was Ronaldo had his worst scoring yeah. uh, record in, in the league since his last season at Manchester United which is going back a, a long time yeah. um, so I think Allegri's probably leaving at the right time where he'll land I'm not sure do you have any any thoughts about where that might be well coming in they think it might be Simone Inzaghi so that's really? coming into Juventus yeah so as you say, Allegri's definitely going, and there's also talk that he'll take a sabbatical. Okay. Obviously a very rich man, and you know, he's been in, in Syria for, what, five, six years at Juventus yeah. there, like winning Syria after Syria. So yeah. that's going to take its toll. So he might just want a break. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's got a house in, on the coast in Italy or something in uh, ah. Livorno. So I think maybe Perfect. he should just yeah, put his feet up for a while. But <laughs> he's definitely hot property. If Sarri leaves Chelsea... Would Allegri go there? You know, do they want to keep that Italian thing? They they, they liked Angelotti, they liked yeah. Ranieri. Maybe that Italian uh, theme will continue. Yeah. Or will Lampard go to Chelsea a bit too soon for him? Who knows? But I think Allegri with that amazing record in Serie A surely is going to be on the list of, of any club that has a managerial vacancy. Yeah, absolutely. I think there was talk of him maybe getting the job at Bayern Munich as yeah. well. Because is it you? Yui Holness, is that yeah, what it's called? and Karl Heinz Rummenigge. Yeah, they, they like Allegri. Yeah, they're big, they're big fans. The Juventus thing though is interesting because Allegri, when he was interviewed after a match midweek, uh, so like a couple of weeks ago, he was quoted as saying, "Oh, the next manager will be from Manchester." Really? Yeah. Oh, so I'm it, it'll, that. it'll be it'll be the person. <laughs> he said it'll be the manager from Manchester. Everyone was mean? like, "Oh, Guardiola! Guardiola's going to leave. He's going to go." Because right. it can't be Solskjaer. He's not going to get no, no, two no. big jobs in a row like that. I think what he was trying to say is that it will be Mourinho because he was the last manager of Manchester United. Yeah. So I think it was just sort of broken in the, in the conversation that he was having with the reporters. I'm pretty sure he was hinting at Mourinho because he's, he's the wild card in all of this. He's the one looking for a job. I can't believe he was so loose-lipped about mm. such a big job. I mean, Mourinho's done Italy. He was, had won the... Champions League with Inter Milan, yep. so I guess he, he, he knows that market. But I th- uh, Guardiola came out and said, no way, I'm not going. I'm at Manchester City for two more seasons. That's yeah. his contract, so he's going to stay. And I feel like he, he's pretty loyal to those projects and those contracts. So I, I can't see Guardiola breaking that contract. Yeah, it would be it would be a strange thing for him to, to up yeah. and leave, yeah. um, especially without announcing it now. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. towards the end of the season, like, if, if he turns up on July 1st and says, oh, by the way, I'm off. Yeah. Right? That, doesn't, that, doesn't, that doesn't give them time to plan anything. So I can't see that happening. I think he, he will stay and be part of that project. But the other, the other name in that hat 
would be uh, Pochettino, who, okay. had, who again has been making noises about leaving. Well, he hasn't been backed in the in the transfer market for over a year now. Yeah, two years. he's going to need some money. Yeah. So it might be the best time if he if he wins the Champions League. I think there's more chance of him leaving. If he yeah. doesn't, I think there's more chance of him staying. But then Real Madrid want Pochettino. Well, wanted. But what, I don't know. They still want him now. They've got Zidane. Are they going to yeah. have him there? But then Zidane is is said that quote the other day. You know, it, it's effectively said to Real Madrid, "You do what I say, or I leave." And yeah. they're, they're desperate to keep hold of him because they had such a terrible season as well. So yeah. I can't see Pochettino going to Real Madrid just yet. No, um, I, I just I I hope Pochettino stays at Spurs because I just feel like it would make a more interesting Premier League if you've got a strong manager yeah. at a the club there. And it would. Yeah. I don't want this to become a two horse race with Liverpool, Man City. So I, I, you know, I want a strong Tottenham team just to add a bit of spice yeah. to the league. I think that comes with backing the manager as well and like financially in terms of like the transfer market because mm. he's done if you think about it he's worked wonders to get that team like the team that he's had for two years without any reinforcements last season yeah, yeah. to get them to the Champions League final Yeah, and I think it justifies being given more money in the transfer market totally, to try yeah. and bring some people in but you are talking about Daniel Levy here mm. and he is notoriously tight with his money. Yeah. I mean, he must have been laughing his ass off when he, <laughs> when he realised that he was keeping Pochettino without having to put his hand yeah, in his pocket. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's, um, I think there, there could be a few more changes before the start of the season for sure. Sticking in Serie A, the biggest change that's going to happen is the Inter Milan and AC Milan projects okay. that are coming up. Are we calling them projects now? It feels like they're all projects now. <laughs> like the Manchester United projects. Inter Milan and AC Milan. Gattuso is about to leave AC Milan. Oh, is um, he? Yes. Oh. He, he was, he, I think he was quoted in April as saying that he'll get to the end of the season and then he's, he's off. So there was talk of, again, another big name manager being brought in for that job. Yeah. Because they want to get back up there. AC Milan and Inter Milan have spent way too long in the wilderness. Yeah, I agree. Like they've let Juventus sort of walk away with the yeah, league yeah. For, for, for way too long now. So the smart money for the next AC Milan boss is on Simone Inzaghi. Who, right, okay. Who, who we was talking about before for the Juventus job. Yeah. Uh, he finished eighth with Lazio this season. Not great. Not great. <laughs> uh, but apparently his stock is high. And the, the other person for the AC Milan job is uh, Pochettino. I, I think Pochettino and maybe Mourinho as well, they don't want to go in and rebuild a club. I mm. feel like they're at the stage of their careers where they want to go to a place that is already pretty established. Yeah. I don't, you know, I think I can't see Mourinho rebuilding AC Milan and bringing youth players through. He, no. he wants to go in on the top floor, you know, the penthouse already and just, yeah. and just do his thing straight away. The one thing, though, that probably would entice him is bucket loads of money. Pochettino or Mourinho? Mourinho. Mourinho yeah, like, yeah. To, to be given like a war chest of like 300 million or whatever yeah. it is. Like, because it's, uh, is it Ivan? Ivan Gazidis? Yeah, Ivan, yeah. Ivan Gazidis? The Arsenal CEO? Ex-Arsenal chief executive, I think he was. Oh, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah he's left, hasn't he? Um, but he's in charge of AC Milan now. Yeah. So that's why he's looking at Pochettino to, okay. to come in and, and take over the project. Again. AC Milan, a very glamorous club, great history, but I think at the moment I can't see any of the top ten players in the world no. wanting to go to AC Milan. No. It's just not an attractive proposition. Exactly, and Inter Milan has that same problem as well. Yeah. They've uh, they've been milling about like in the top six for a while, but haven't really peaked. And yeah. they they have got uh, Antonio Conte lined up 
for their next okay. manager. I forgot about him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he apparently wants to sign Romelu Lukaku, which we'll really? talk about that and more in the next section. All right. But as we both know very well, Rob, the big news of the summer is all about players moving clubs. Yes, big numbers, big zeros, yeah. uh, frightening contracts. Yeah. I find it odd that we still talk about players' wages in terms of per week. I think it's a, it's a throwback from the 1950s yeah. and 60s when it was uh, you know a brown envelope at the end of every week. Yeah. And, it, and somehow, you know, I think if someone gets paid 20 million euros a year, that sort of sounds almost yeah. understandable. But okay. when it's talked about in terms of... 300,000 euros a week. Yeah. That's when it just, it boggles the brain. Yeah, because what are you doing with that money every week? Yeah, like you get, what, you get to Friday night and ping, go, it lands in your bank account. (laughs) (laughs) Stood by an ATM waiting for it to come through. (laughs) Come on, come on. Very bizarre. So, so the the big salary that's being talked about is for Matthias de Ligt. Yes. Ajax, um, apparently Manchester United have offered him 350,000 pounds a week. That's crazy. Uh, and let's just remember here that this guy, Delict, is 19 years old. Yes. <laughs> the youngest ever Ajax captain to take them to a Champions League semi-final. Good player, but mm. uh, I feel like, you know, it could be considered a gamble. It's, I mean, a 70 million euro transfer fee is yeah. being talked about by Manu. But Delict, as, as well as on the pitch, he's a very cool, classy player. But mm. I think off the pitch he sounds quite mature as well he came out with this good line he's, he was asked about all these crazy rumours and transfers and he said the stories are funny yeah. take them with a grain of salt so it's good that he's not getting carried away however his yeah. agent is Mino Raiola <laughs> yeah. so um, yeah. carried away might be something that happens to his future yeah exactly I think uh, one of the big things about being linked to Manchester United and Barcelona is United had a chance to sign him last year oh. or, the, or the year before one of their head scouts identified him as as the answer for centre-back problems for the long term. The The story goes that this head scout went to Ed Woodward and said, we can get this kid from Ajax, he's really good. But the report that came back suggested that he was overweight and that he had, like, you know, he was too fat to play in the Premier League. Really? That was, that was what they said. And this coach, because he was pushing for it, he's like, no, honestly, you need to get this person, you need to get him. Mm. I think it was him and, and uh, De Jong as well. The, the yeah, kid, Frank the kid, Young, yeah. yeah, the kid that's just gone to Real Madrid. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Barcelona. He was saying that he, when he spoke to Ed Woodward about these two players, Ed Woodward, his reaction was to basically phase him out to the point where he was effectively sacked afterwards. Really? Yeah, he was just like made redundant in his job, and that was it. Oh. I th- I'm sure there was something else. He's probably stealing pens or something, like that, you know, <laughs> stationary. But yeah, that was one of the the big story a few months back was that United had the chance to sign him, but threw it away. And people wonder why Man U need a director of football. <laughs> yeah, well, they're, they're talking about the, there's some some guy from Norwich that they're talking okay. about trying to get in. But that team, as we said in the in the last section, you know, there's a lot of players that need to move on. From yeah. that club, like Lukaku, I think, and yeah. other middling players that have been hanging around for a long time. Deadwood for Woodward. Yes, <laughs> it, exactly, exactly. But I, I don't think the answer is bringing in people like Gareth Bale, who's going to be leaving Real Madrid this year. Perhaps. Well, he's had a yeah, big yeah. falling out with Zidane, yeah, hasn't yeah. he? So I can't see, I can't see where he would end up. Maybe he would end up at somewhere like an AC Milan or an Inter Milan. 
part of the project, the star player. No, no? after you've tasted Real Madrid, I think <laughs> you're going to want to go somewhere A-list. And I think Gareth Bale seems like a kind of a slightly naive, homesick kind of fella. Mm. I feel like he wants to come back to to England. Where so. though? Where? Well, well I, I I can see him at Man U. I, I get that. Um, I don't see him fitting in at Man City because they've just got too much, yeah. you know, like too many players like him already. Yeah. Uh, Arsenal's probably not attractive enough and also he used to play for Tottenham. Yeah. Liverpool, perhaps, you know, that would be great. Him flying down the wing and, you know, whipping crosses in for Firmino. Yeah. So that's, that's a possibility. But, you know, he's got three years left in his contract at Real Madrid. Yeah. He's on, I think, £600,000 a week or something. <laughs> something insane. So he's going to have to take a pay cut. Mm. So if he, is he prepared to do that and leave the, the you know, beautiful sunny climate in Madrid to come to Manchester? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Um, but if he does leave, then that does free up a spot at Real Madrid for... Um, Eden Hazard. Yes, yeah. That seems like it's been talked about for so long, it's surely going to happen. There's no smoke without fire. Yeah, this, this one seems nailed on, doesn't it? He's definitely, he's definitely leaving. And if Real Madrid isn't the, the final destination, I'd be very surprised. And Eden Hazard, hero when he was growing up, was Zidane. Right. So there's that pull for him as well. I'm sure they change it all the time, you know. You think, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it just, it, whatever narrative they're trying to paint, I think they just come up with something different. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I can't see him not going to Real Madrid when he, when he finally does leave Chelsea. The, the counter side to that is that everyone always talks about Eden Hazard being really happy in London and he's got a mm. wife and he's got kids and supposedly he's a very, uh, laid back kind of cool guy who loves his London life. So that would, you know, might be the only thing that keeps him there. Yeah. If Sarri gets kicked out and they get some super cool new manager coming in who pulls Hazard to one side and says, I love you, you're going to be the centre point <laughs> of my team, yeah. then maybe he'll stay. Other players like the, a little bit further down the the the, uh, the the Google searches, so to speak, yeah. like your, your Jack Grealishes. We yeah. talked about him before. Mm. Again, another player that's been linked to, I think Spurs tried to Tottenham. sign him two yep. seasons ago, didn't right. they? Um, and and we're, we're unsuccessful in securing his services. I think United have been linked with him. None of these none of these United links are based on anything other than the fact that they are in desperate need of new players. Yeah, right. But I can see Grealish fitting in at Old Trafford. Like, he seems like the sort of player that Solskjaer would like. You know, he's English mm. for a start. He's got a lot of energy. He's got quite a lot of you know spirit about him. I think Solskjaer is going to want that sort of tiger in midfield to, yeah. to energise the team. So I, I can see that happening. With Grealish, I think it's 50-50. If Villa get into the Premier League, yeah. he'll stay. If they lose the playoff final, he won't want another season in the Championship. Although he's a, he's a diehard Villa fan, I just think yeah. he's ready for a Premier League yeah. career now. A, a step up, definitely. Who do you think your beloved Arsenal are going to sign? Well, I'm, I, I made the mistake of you know Googling Arsenal transfer news and got very excited and then slapped myself in the face and said, come on, don't be realistic here. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's Zayic, the, the, the Ajax left-footed midfielder, yep. who is, looks pretty good. I mean, he seems like a, another kind of Ozil sort of yeah. creator, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he looks, that could be exciting. There's talk of Lacazette, you might go. Oh, really? Yeah, there's, all, there's, there's that rumour swirling around. Okay. So, I don't know. I, I think with Arsenal, it all depends on what happens in the Europa League final. Right. I think Emery 
is pretty clued up with the La Liga, obviously. So maybe it'll be a, a flurry of Spanish players coming to the Emirates next season. What's the what is the key area for Arsenal that they need? Oh, centre back, centre right, back, okay. centre back. That's the same with United as well. Yeah, Alvida Zayn, Mustafi. Oh. Thank you for your services, <laughs> but we need to get rid of him. Uh, so definitely centre back. Yeah, I guess you know a couple of midfielders might be might be nice. Um, and uh, a number 10 creative person to, to, to solve the Ozil problem. Okay. Any other positions? <laughs> no, I think, that's, I think that'll do for now, thanks. Yeah, I'm happy with Aubameyang and Lacazette if they stay. Can I interest you in a Chris Smalling or, or Phil Jones for centre-back? You're all right, thanks. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you did take Mikel Silvestre off United that time. Yes, yeah, uh, Never rule anything yeah. out. And the, the last one that, uh, that I was going to talk about, I know it's, uh, it's very much a Manchester United like heavy transfer section, but... Paul Pogba is one name yeah. that we can't ignore here. The, the talk has been that he's going to go to Real Madrid, yeah. then Barcelona got involved, then Juventus got involved. As a United fan, it was all the news streams were just full of Paul Pogba tells teammates he's leaving the se- this at the end of the season. Paul Pogba not happy with such and such a thing. Paul Pogba had yeah. promises broken by Ed Woodward. For all intents and purposes, it seems like he wants to get out of there. But I don't believe... 98% of what I hear about Paul no, Pogba. No, I think, no, I think there's a lot of rubbish. Yeah. Just because he is the most high-profile high player at the most high-profile club in England, yeah. he's going to, you know, stuff is just, just going to stick to him. Mm. So I, I will wait and see when, you know, the whistle blows the next season. Yeah. For the start of next season, let's see where he's at because you could be here all day talking about Pogba rumours. <laughs> very true, very true. So there we go. Thank you very much for listening to the football special of the Edgar podcast. Enjoy all this week's matches. And don't forget to check edgardaily.com for more football stories. <laughs>